welcome to the Intuitive Insights podcast series. I'm Nina Lockwood, founder and director of Intuitive Interim and Executive Search. Throughout this series, I will be sharing engaging conversations with talented leaders from across the UK transport sector. Today, I'm really pleased to welcome Jenny Saunders, who is the Customer Services Director for GTR. Jenny will share her career story with us from her original start in retail and what she's found in terms of the similarities now she's joined the rail industry. I hope you enjoy. Jenny, welcome to the Intuitive Insights podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to uh, to welcome you to the virtual couch today. Um, and, uh, and I'm really looking forward to hearing your career story. So currently Customer Services Director for GTR. Um, I'd love to know about your current role. What, what's a, a week in the life of, if you like, if there is if there is such a thing as a standard week. Um, but I'm also really interested, and I know our audience will be as well, to hear about how you got into rail in the first place. But what's your career been like? Can you take us on your story? Yeah, thank you, Nina. Happy to. And first of all, thanks for having me here. I feel like I'm in fantastic company with other podcasts that you've done so really really great to be here um so yes so i'm currently the customer services director uh, for thames link and great northern at gtr and i've been doing that role since november 2019 so i started in that role just four months before uh, the pandemic um uh which uh was obviously very interesting in terms of starting a new role around that time. Um, I've been in the rail industry for about 13 years. Uh, I love the industry. It's a fantastic place to work. Um, I I guess a typical week in in my life that you you kind of suggested there isn't really a a typical week and and especially over the last sort of year to 18 months there's been so much to learn so much uh, so many different things that we've had to do. I guess if I could describe my favourite day, my favourite days at work, the days that really make me want to jump out of bed and and say, yes, I can't wait to get into work. Um, Those those are the days when I'm out on the front line, when I'm out visiting depots or stations, when I'm with my team, who I personally get a lot of energy from. Um, And really, I guess, my role is all about delivering three things. So delivering a fantastic customer experience, delivering an accessible and an inclusive railway, um, and finally delivering brilliant basics. So what does that mean? So a clean, on-time, safe railway. Um, and that delivering those three things that are, are really uh, my main uh, accountabilities. Um, I've got a great team um, and like I said, yeah, get, getting out and listening to the views of our people, listening to the views of our customers, taking those ideas and taking that feedback and translating that into action that improves things. That's really what drives me and, and gets me out of bed in the morning. Yeah, it's, do you know what that's making me think of um, a phrase that I'm hearing a lot at the moment when I'm talking to people and um, albeit that the trains are kind of the the starting point because that's what the rail industry is here to deliver it's not all about the trains it's about the people isn't it and you you literally lit up when you start (laughs) driving that you know being out on the front line with your team in the depots at the stations and kind of seeing it all in action um so it's you can literally see where your passion was coming from um so before 
the role that you're currently doing um Jenny take us take us right back how did you get mm. into the industry in the first place yeah um I guess I'd be lying if I said that when I was growing up as a as a little girl that I thought rail would be where I would take my career it certainly um, never occurred to me to think about rail as a career um when I was at school or university um I wouldn't say I fell into it by accident. I very much applied to join the rail industry, but it certainly wasn't part of the plan. Um, I, I studied English literature at university uh, because I loved the subject and I had not a clue what I wanted to do when I grew up. Um, and I guess uh, studying a subject like English qualifies you for absolutely everything and absolutely nothing at the same time. Um, so, um, so but, but that was university and that was great. And, and I've always worked from a very young age in a variety of customer service roles. So whether that's um, putting the supplements in newspapers for a weekend job. Um, and then and then selling lottery tickets and things or whether that's sort of uh, weekend jobs in clothing retailers I, I've always worked in a, in customer service and I guess through university I did the same to help pay my way through university and then at the point where everyone was applying for jobs I thought apply for what you know so I did and I applied for graduate schemes in retail uh, primarily in clothing retail because that's the sector I was working in at the time and I was really lucky to um, get on a scheme with Gap the clothing retailer um, and which uh, and I really loved working there it was a, a great opportunity and I worked my way up from sort of shift based kind of duty management type roles up into store manager and senior store manager roles um, helping open some new stores and um, getting involved in different kinds of projects and I did that for about seven years and then I got to a point where I felt like I wasn't necessarily learning anymore I, I still in, enjoyed working in customer service and I loved working with my team but I wasn't personally growing anymore and I wasn't quite sure whether staying in clothing retail at that point was going to help me grow so I started looking for other, other roles um, and, and by coincidence at that point in time uh, my local train operating company Southwest Trains as it was back then um, had started re actively recruiting for uh, people with experience in other customer service industries to bring that kind of uh, that different perspective uh, the, the different knowledge and experience into rail and so I opened my monthly retail jobs magazine and lo and behold there was a an advert for a train operating company which stood out simply because it wasn't what I was used to seeing and I thought oh that's different um, I was a commuter at the time on Southwest Trains and so I knew the brand and I was familiar with the service and they were advertising for area station managers and I thought Do you know what I can I'll give that a go so I did and I followed through with the application um, to join uh, the railway and I was fortunate to get through to interview and I remember I remember um, going to the presentation at the beginning of the interview day and being by far the youngest one in the room by quite a long way I, at, at least 15 years um, and I was the only woman in the room as well and um, I remember sort of looking around, looking over my shoulder and thinking, what, what, have I, what am I doing here? Am I in the right place? Um, 
and and then of course the, the the mind immediately goes to am i here to make up the numbers am i ticking a box you know there was there was a woman in in the interview um but the interview process was really enjoyable uh, and there was a few stages and i couldn't quite believe it when i was finally offered the role to to join southwest trains uh which i did uh 13 years ago and, and as an area station manager so that's how that's how i came to join rail um fell in love with it almost immediately uh, as as i think the saying goes once you're in you never you never want to leave and that that certainly defines how i feel about the industry um and I, so i guess from from joining 13 years ago i've done a, a variety of roles they've all been in customer service within the rail industry uh so i I did a variety of different uh, area, regional type manager roles, uh, and then moved into head of department role. Um, and then the franchise changed hands and became Southwestern Railway. Uh, and then I took on uh, a broader role within uh, the customer service directorate with taking on revenue protection. And then um, the opportunity to join GCR came up back in 2019. And it was a a great opportunity to work with a different owning group, a different uh, part of the rail network, um, and also to grow my career as well. Um, and that was a really great move. I, I feel really positive uh, about doing that and, and, and still to this day love working in the industry. So hope, hopefully that, that answers the question around why rail and, and how yeah. did I get to where I am. Yeah. It really does. And I, you know what, I'm super impressed that 13 years ago, Southwest Trains were thinking about bringing people in from different industry sectors and not only thinking about it but placing that advert in the mm. journal what really interests me with that is the fact that you ended up in this assessment center um the youngest person there and the only female so so kind of the um the exec search person in me wants to know well how many people applied then when they saw it in that in the retail journal how many people actually applied to it because the demographic suggests that perhaps not so many but mm. that sounds like really cutting edge for 13 years <laughs> When I came into the industry, which is, a, is eight and a half years ago now, yeah. um, one of my standard questions when I took a brief from a client uh, for a new role would be, and, and can we go outside sector? Does, this, does the ideal candidate need to have rail experience? And initially the response to that would be, um, well, um, probably not, but you know, well, we'll have a look at, we'll have a look at somebody out from outside mm -hmm. sector. And so, but those candidates were always a bit of a kind of the wild card in the shortlist. Um, and, and not many clients in the early days were saying yes. To, to those people from outside sector. That has changed so significantly over the last eight and a half years, especially in your area of specialism around customer service. Because yeah. there is a recognition that other industry sectors um, are a little bit further ahead than we are in terms of, of the customer. Um, so that's really interesting, Jenny. Thank you for sharing this, the story with us. And I, and I do love hearing about people have come from different industries into rail because I think that's really important to understand that there are there are lots and lots of transferable skills so just because yeah. you're in retail doesn't mean you need to stay there um, because actually the skills that you've built up are really relevant for, for other industry sectors. Yeah I, I completely agree with that and and um, I guess 
I, I'm quite a loyal person, so I loved working in retail. I loved working for my for my company. And again, moving from Southwestern Railway over to GTR was it was a, a really big wrench for me. Um, but actually, each each move that I've made from from you know one industry to another and from one organisation to another, it does it really does give you a sense of confidence to realise that actually. Um, you know, leadership skills, uh, you know, the, the, the different transferable uh, things that you do in your roles really can make you, you can really execute those skills in other businesses. And the, the more I've done that, the more sort of inner confidence I, I guess I've had to be able to, to do that. And, and I guess for anyone um, that's listening to this, I'd, I'd really encourage people to, to think in that way um because it, one thing that the rail industry does do is it does breed a lot of loyalty people like to stay in rail for a long time people uh, can choose to stay in their organizations uh, for a while which which is great but there's just as much opportunity by thinking a little bit differently as well um and, and whilst i love rail and i and i hope to stay in rail for the rest of my career um, I've, I've taken a lot of personal learning from moving around which has been good yeah yeah fantastic mm. And, and as much as we love the industry, and I know we have a we have a shared passion for for the rail sector, um, I think we would both acknowledge that some change and transformation um, has been needed. So there's been some yep. some areas that we can we could do better in, and um, I think we could also acknowledge that the events of last year accelerated that change and transformation quite significantly. Um, one of the things which wasn't accelerated and that we've been waiting for for a very long time. Um, happened last week as we're as we're recording this, and we eventually have had sight of the Williams Shapps report. Um, I'm not expecting you to go into any detail on that, Jenny. But what, what I'm interested in is from your perspective, as you look at where we are now as an industry, um, what we know at a very high level that the government's expectations yeah. are going to be. If you have three wishes yeah. for what comes next. What would okay uh, great question um so yeah I, it was really great to finally read the william shapps plan for rail you're right it was a long time coming um, although the timing i think is, is useful now as as we move through into recovery for rail i think i think actually that that's worked really well um I found it a, a, an incredibly interesting read, uh, lots in there, um, but the seven promises that are in the document and the 10 aims in the plan, I don't think anyone can argue with those, that they're, they're really sensible, they're also really exciting in equal measure. Um, I guess those that have been in rail uh, for a while, a, a bit like myself, but there are people with uh, far many more years service than I've had, will have experienced change um, to a greater or lesser degree. Uh, so that could be franchises changing hands, the, the change from British Rail to privatised railway, um, the move from rail track to network rail. What's clear from all of these things is that there is no shortage of opportunities that comes from these big changes. Um, and ultimately for me as a customer services director it's the opportunity to improve things for our customers um, is one not to be missed mm. uh, I guess I guess when I read the the report there were four words that jumped out to me the most um, innovation speed simplification and growth which is really important um, and 
for me, it really has to be about making things better for our customers, helping drive the economy and the recovery uh, of our country from the pandemic more generally. Um, you're absolutely right. There's still a lot more detail to come out uh, from, uh, from the report over the coming months and, and maybe even the next couple of years. But for me, the biggest opportunity is around simplifying things for our customers. We want customers to choose rail. We want to make it easy for them to choose rail. Um, and 55 million fares in the fare system is not making it an easy choice right now. So anything that we can do to make that easier uh, has got to be a good thing. Making things simpler, attracting and retaining the right talent. These are all huge opportunities that I hope will come from um, the William Shapps Review, um, along with doing things faster, doing things greener. Um, yeah, th these are all great opportunities. I, I guess your question around if I had three wishes. Um, I mean, it's a great question. I, and actually, it's often a question that I ask some of our frontline teams when I'm out and about doing station and depot visits, because it's a really good way of getting the conversation going uh, and getting them to think about what they'd like to see. But you've just asked me that question, so I need to come up with an answer now. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So, um, so it probably won't surprise you if I give sort of a very customer focused orientated uh, set of answers. So I guess my first wish would be for a continued and increased investment in making our railways more accessible. So we've come a long way in this field as an industry, uh, which is good, but there is a lot more to do. Um, it, it, you know, in my organization at GCR, we're super committed to doing that. Um, and we've invested a lot of time in training and things like that. And it's great to see the industry commitment to making things better. But if, as this is about a magic wand uh, and a wish, I, I would say that it would be great if we could accelerate the pace on driving accessibility um, across our rail network um, and uh, that we should be constantly challenging ourselves to do better in that area. Um, I guess my second wish, uh, I've already alluded to this, but uh, making things easier for our customers around fares, fares reform, uh, just making things simpler and easier um, and value for money. Uh, we want customers to see rail as a, as a good deal, that buying their ticket made them feel good about that journey, that it was great value for money, it was easy um, and, it, and it becomes part of their lives once more. Uh, and so that cannot come soon enough for, for me uh, as a both as a customer and as a as a, an employee in the industry um final wish uh so this is a big one final wish so for me it's about having uh making sure that the industry is attractive diverse exciting sustainable in terms of the roles that we offer so we've already you already talked earlier and said Oh, my eyes lit up to when talking about the people that I work with. People are at the heart of this industry. Um, it's what makes rail a great piece of place to work. It's why people stay. It's the reason I love working here. Um, and I think, and I, and I wish and hope that in the coming years that we maximise the opportunity to, to really set ourselves up for success, make sure the roles that we have are exciting, they're innovative, but that they're truly customer focused, that we invest in outstanding training, that we provide opportunities for everyone um, and we celebrate and, and have a, a really diverse and inclusive workforce. Lots in there, but for me, there's, there's, there's such 
there's such a need to invest in in the colleagues that, that work uh, here it is what makes it a great place to be and it's what helps our customers uh, experience the best that rail has to offer too yeah absolutely i completely agree with you on all three of those jenny i'm going to give my magic wand an extra special pulse to <laughs> sure that when i kind of when it when you hear that tinkling sound and you know that the fairy godmother's in town brilliant i love those i love it and, and as i say completely and utterly agree with you um and for me one of my um, I guess from my previous career in, in the banking world where customer service was very much my thing, um, I came across the, um, the Harvard Business School model, the service profit link. And for me, what you've just described, where you're looking after the people who work in the industry, we're making it attractive that other people want to come and work in rail. Um, we're looking after them, we're investing in them, we're giving them the best training and helping them to be the best they can be, has a knock-on effect on how people feel when they come and travel on the railway. It's mm. a pleasant place to be. We've got a smiling face on board. We've got a warm welcome at the stations. Um, and actually travelling by train becomes a really pleasant experience. And there is, without a doubt, there is still a romance about the railway. Without a shadow of a doubt, we just need to get that back again. So I think there's a there's just an exciting future and opportunity ahead. I completely agree. So we've alluded to the fact that we've had a, a challenging as an industry and as individuals, we've had yeah. 115 months at this point from going back yeah. to March 2020. Um, lots of lots of rubbish stuff that we've all had to deal with. And, and obviously the industry was deep into crisis management. But I also believe firmly that we've all learned some stuff as we've gone through that and this stuff that we will hold on to um, that we wouldn't have ordinarily had if we hadn't gone through the um, the pandemic. Mm. What would that be for you, Jenny? What, what have you learned? What do you think is the standout learning for you? Yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's certainly been an, an interesting 15 months um, and one I'll personally never forget, but of course, I'm, I'm sure that resonates with everyone listening to this. Um, we've all been on our own personal and professional journeys for, for me the, the the standout learn for me is just how again it's people orientated but just how exceptional our people are how resilient they are how important every single cog in our railway machinery is to, to making things um work well mm. um and for me it, it is an industry where we often show ourselves at our best when things go wrong and how we pull together as a family, a railway family, um, has just been phenomenal. I mean, the speed at which the industry reacted, I don't think any of us would have thought would would have been capable of as an industry. Perhaps if we were to think about, you know, how we might have thought two years ago. But just seeing how all of the teams across the various organisations have come together and just really understanding how resilient we are I think that that's that's just an important learn it's been an important test for us all um, but it's an important learn I mean it's clearly not something we'd want to repeat and we certainly wouldn't want to be working in this way all of the time but just to understand how great our people are um, uh, and how how much more we can deliver when we work together and when we work collaboratively or with the same aims for me that's an important thing that I really hope stays long after the the pandemic has, has hopefully um uh, gone away so that that for me is is probably the biggest learn yeah and, and I think there's many of our colleagues in the industry 
um, would agree with that. I think this the word collaboration um, has been has been used over and over again, and it's one yeah. of the words that I think it's it can't be overused. I, I want to hear more and more of it. I want to hear more about how everybody, each each one of the stakeholders in the industry, is all pulling together, um, and and long may that continue. Um, so I think it's just important to hang on to that. Um, and and finally, moving on to um some in terms of of the learnings i guess carrying on that theme when you look back over your career jenny and you, you kind of think about the different people that you've worked with and the different leaders that you've uh, that you've had um what have you picked up what is there been a particular person or people that have inspired you and um, and kind of guided you along the way or the particular leadership skills that um you've added to your portfolio um so on the subject of leadership. Oh, another really great question. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I've learned so much from 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 others, um, and I've you know probably learned as much about how not to do things, perhaps from some, as I have learned uh, from some uh, amazing role models that that I've had. Um, so, thinking about. I guess people that have really inspired me or that I've learned the most from I guess um I'd struggle struggle to name just one but two people spring to mind if you could if you don't mind indulging me to, to share those um they, they might be names that are familiar with some some people but um I guess the first person I'd call out is a lady called Kelly Barlow um she uh, worked in the sector for a long time in a variety of senior manager roles and I worked for Kelly uh, during a, uh, we were part of a pre-mobilisation team for the New Southwest Trains franchise back in 2016. Um, I'm sure you'll all be aware that Southwest Trains didn't didn't stay as the franchise; it changed hands. And but we were in the process of pre-mobilising in in the hope of retaining that franchise. Um, and during that period of time when I was working with Kelly she really challenged me to think outside of my comfort zone think that I, that I could do more than what I was doing that that I had those transferable skills that you mentioned earlier um, and that um, I could be more than than I currently was and that was just really inspiring but but the bit that I'll particularly remember was when we found out that we hadn't retained the franchise and that we'd lost the way she led her team through that heartbreak and heartbreak is the only word for it if I'm being honest with you it was just really inspiring and I learned an awful lot from her about how to do something like that when these things happen so that will always stay with me I guess I, I, the second person um is uh, I'll mention is a gentleman called Andrew Fairbank so um again some people may have heard of him he recently retired after only four, uh, over 40 years um in the industry and he has so much knowledge and passion for the rail industry, but particularly for the customer. He really inspired me coming from a customer service background to really be constantly thinking about the customer. Um, and this was sort of you know, 13, 12, 13 years ago. So, so quite forward thinking for the industry back then. Um, he's the reason I'm here. He gave me my job in rail um, and he's, got, he's left a real legacy of senior managers all over the rail industry of, of people that have worked for him so uh yeah just just the loveliest kindest man and and i'll i'll always be grateful to him too so those are my two 
That's brilliant. Thank you for sharing that. I, I know Kelly, I, I, I don't know Andrew, um, but you've given me goosebumps there, Jenny, with those stories. I think they're great. And, and it is lovely when I think when you reflect on your career and where you are now and how you got there and the people that have influenced you on the way. Um, and, and absolutely, I can I can definitely relate to um, some people are there to, to teach you how not to do it as much as they are to teach you how to do it. So, um no those stories thank you um and in relation to um the the final bit of the podcast as it's become tradition uh, <laughs> in this first series of the intuitive insights pod to ask my guests to leave us with a quote that is meaningful to them so if i can ask you to um to share a quote jenny that that means something to you that you enjoy um then i would really appreciate that I'd love to. Um, uh, yeah, and thank you for giving me a heads up that this was coming as well. Because um, it was when I was when I was thinking about my favourite quotes, there were so many I could have picked from, but this one has always really resonated with me, and one that I've I've often shared with the teams that I've worked with. So it it's a quote from um, Maya Angelou, who you, who you might be aware is an American uh, writer and civil rights activist, um, and she said so many fabulous things throughout her career uh, while she was with us but um, this is my favourite and I'm just going to refer to my notes to make sure I don't get it wrong so um, I've learned that people will forget what you said people will forget what you did but people will never forget how you made them feel and uh, the, that resonates with me because that's how I like to be led and it's how I hope to be able to lead my teams as well. Jenny that's just brilliant more goosebumps Thank you. I do. I love a good Maya quote. Um, I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. I knew I would. I loved hearing your story. And I'm really confident that our Intuitive Insights uh, audience will love hearing it too. I think people's career stories are so inspiring for others to listen to. So thank you for sharing yours. Um, thank you for sharing some fantastic wishes, um, which, as I say, I'll get make sure that my, um, my magic wand is extra sparkly for those. Uh, we'll see what happens as far as the William Shapps report goes and, and mm. will come out I'm sure over the next few weeks and months um, but one thing is for sure we're on the cusp of a rail revolution and uh, and I think the position that you're in with the focus that you have on customer service is going to be right at the forefront of that um, so good luck leading us on that. Thank you. Thank you again for joining me on the, on the Intuitive Insights podcast Jenny. It's been a real pleasure thanks for having me Nina. My huge thanks to Jenny Saunders for sharing her intuitive insights with us on this episode. My next guest will be Ollie Glover and it's a special edition for Rail Safety Week 2021. I do hope you'll join us. <laughs>